episode 17, Rage Against the Machine, a story mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Monroe, and I'm joined today by Keelan Simpson. Hey, Jesse. Nice. And Simon Evans. I don't think I've ever been happier. With- that was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I like that we've had two um, Rage Against the Machine references in the last two episodes with the Keelan and the name off. Yeah, that's true. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know why I'm so pumped? PlayStation 5 reveal event. I woke up at 6 o'clock. Oh, actually, to be fair, it was at 6 a.m. Uh, Melbourne time on Friday. I was awake at 4 because I couldn't sleep. Mm. I was really excited. Hey, it was meant to be E3 this week, or I guess when people listen to it next last week. So all that excitement just condensed into an hour. And fuck, Sony delivered. So, I mean, this whole episode, we're just going to delve into... The Sony PS5 reveal event. What did you guys think of it, Keelan? Oh, man. As a whole. Okay. So, you know, my allegiance is ordinarily with, you know, Microsoft products and stuff. I don't know. I'm just really diving into the ecosystem. real piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I remember during the the system wars of the (laughs) mid-2000s, they used to call Xbox fanboys Xbots, like robots. We were pretty original. Yeah, yeah. Well, this presentation, <laughs> I think, is the best console reveal I've ever seen. It was fan-freaking-tastic. I, I agree. I loved every second of it. Um, it had ebbs and flows. I think the pacing was excellent. Um, it just felt right. They, they showed really impressive things, and they also showed little indie things. Um, it was great. Um, I, can't, I can't complain about it as a whole. Now, Simon, um, in the pre-show, you sort of pissed in our coffee. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, overall, really liked it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. But I hated some of the pacing. Um, because I felt like there was a lot of time that was wasted with just graphics of triangle, circle, X, square. And I'm like, See, You say a lot on. of time. I think if you condensed it all down, it would have been like 90 seconds. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of time wasted in my book. For or an hour, triangle, and circle presentation. Yeah, I liked it. I think it was like a quick little breath between each one. It built up the hype. I loved the pacing of this. I, I think it was see, really it well done. Build up aside from the first bit, which we'll get into in a moment. I thought that was a little bit jarring how they did the first reveal. Um, I wouldn't have done it that way. But, but it didn't didn't build any hype for me. It actually took the wind out of my sails. Like I'm like, oh cool, this game's really cool. What's the next one? Oh, I have to wait for triangle, circle. X, yeah, no, it took the wind square. out of my sails, but it put NOS into my engine. Like I'll, I was I was running. I'm still buzzing. I haven't slept since, and I refuse to I sleep can, until this console yeah, comes out. I can tell because you're just vibrating perfectly in place. Yeah, I'm not even sitting on a chair right now. Absolutely, I think that those little breaks. They help to build teasers. Like a lot of the time I'm thinking like, oh, are they like showing off elements of the console itself? Are they doing something with this? And it was just like a break for me to like reset my expectations for the next trailer that was about to come up. I re- I mean, it really helped me. I appreciated it. I think in my case, it's slightly different because um, the event would have started at four o'clock in the morning for me. Now I had to get up at four to get ready for work. So I didn't catch anything until right towards the end about... 10 minutes before the actual console reveal. So when I've gone back to watch it a couple of times throughout, you know, the past few days, I know, I know what, I know what's coming up now. I'm 
just wanting to get to the next bit because I want to make my notes. I want to type it down and. All right, can, can we get through this? Triangle? I guess I guess that after the fact, but I mean, I think the reveal is for the reveal itself. Yeah. So I mean, if you're look, watching it after the reveal time, I guess you're trying to catch up to everyone else. So you're like, okay, I just want to get to the next thing so I can be on sort of on par with everyone else's knowledge. Well, yeah, because the things. WhatsApp but watching chat it live was going mental. Those gave me chills. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm sure had I been watching it live the entire time, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But going back no. and like coming in where I did, literally ten minutes before the reveal, and then going back and rewatching it twice since, got kind of sick of it. The one thing no. that I will say, uh, sorry, is just like sl- sort of away from that element and more just the nature that this presentation, how it happened, uh, streaming through YouTube. Right? Is that how you mm. guys watched it as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It looks terrible. Like uh, the streaming, there's so much macro blocking, um, and especially yeah. now when you're showing off this incredibly powerful gaming console, um, it, all the games look gorgeous, and there's this like level of fidelity we've never been able to see before in the console gaming space, and then it's ruined by disgusting macro blocking and just weird yeah. smeary 30 frames per second presentation. Oh, it was like, awful. That it took away from, from, from 30, a lot. 30 frames that. a second at 1080p yeah. was that presentation because of YouTube. Now, just to give you guys a shock, and I know 2020 isn't really the year for conspiracy theory. I know, right? There has been a conspiracy about some of this um, reveal. Some folks are convinced that some of the presenters, so you had like Herman Hulse and Shuhei and stuff, go on screen and talk about their games and stuff like that in the console. People are convinced that they were CGI. <laughs> and like, the un- like they were perfectly in the uncanny valley because they looked a little bit glossy. Plus, in a time of um, social isolation, how were they all able to get such high fidelity um, recordings of themselves? Mm. Uh, it's bullshit. Yeah. The, the but people only, are very convinced. The only person I thought that about for a split second was that uh, the Pelicans player just before the NBA 2K20. Oh, the one. NBA one, yeah. He wasn't just, sweaty enough. Yeah, I'm like, where's the sweat on this guy? Um, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I think it was I think it was YouTube's fault and like the the diminishing returns on YouTube you know 1080p 30 frames a second and I was on my mobile data and I think he the way it compressed him he looked very artificial and then when I rewatched the, it a bit later I'm like okay no that's clearly the way you know human. that he wasn't CGI though is if he was CGI they wouldn't have given him a fucking AirPod to have in his ear <laughs> that was yeah <laughs> that I was think so jarring but I've seen it so many times with all this like um people doing um you know skype and zoom and all that type of shit anyway let's move on to the console itself because this is the biggest reveal to come out of this this is the wildest fucking console i've ever seen and i love it so we had the controller uh revealed to us a few months ago it was a very um striking white and black and a lot of people asking the question will the console mirror this yeah it does it looks a goddamn stark tower it is huge, it is white, it's black, it has blue light, it has curves, it has a little... There's two SKUs for it. So there's going to be an all-digital version and a version with a disk drive. And the one with the disk drive has a little a little pooch, a, a little bump on it. It's got a little, like, few months of being pregnant sort of bump on it. <laughs> what did you think? I love it. I think it looks awesome. I love the memes that are coming out about it. But, like, 
oh man some of them are really funny but even so I actually genuinely love the design of this console I think it's futuristic I think it looks a little bit alien but in like the best way and uh, honestly can you imagine that being sat on like a, a TV unit next to some 75 inch ultra thin OLED TV that's up against the wall oh, right mate. how nice is that going to look that's going to look great I think it's a super super feel, good looking I don't agree, agree. I don't like it. It's it looks like a high-end European supercar, like a concept car design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The coolest fucking thing in the world. It, People don't put a picture of a like. You don't have teenagers putting up pictures of a fucking sedan on their wall. They have a goddamn supercar on their wall. Okay? It, it looks like the furniture you'd find inside of a, a cocaine dealer's penthouse suite. It's just. I still don't think these analogies are working because these are all cool things. <laughs> My cocaine dealer is a really lovely guy. He's very stylish. Um, I, I can't say I'm a huge fan of it. Um, and the thing that I have real genuine concerns about is just the size of it. Like, I huge. don't have a lot of space on my um, my TV setup. And I'm just like, where the fuck am I going to put this thing? It's so, so people big. People use the measurement of the USB port and the disk drive size to calculate roughly um, how big the console itself will be. And it's a little bit thinner than the um, Series X, but it's about 10 to 15 centimeters taller mm. if it's on side, obviously. I So when I saw it, I, I, went, I was in shock. I, I genuinely gasped. Um, did not see this coming. Because when they do a reveal, it's like all like molten black mess forming into something. And at one point, it starts to look like a box. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to look exactly like the Xbox. That was a nice little tease, I think. And then it, it splits open and it's completely different. But then I re- realized, no, I am excited for this. Because how excited did we get for a simple black box a few months ago? Yeah. Consoles are playing it too safe. We're getting the same thing over and over again. I like this. It's bold. And if you look back at some of the most memorable um, peripherals, consoles, and controllers, the ones that stand out are the really bold ones. I think both of the designs for Microsoft and Sony for this generation's consoles are both bold. They're both unusual, and it's both stuff we've never seen before. So, I mean, the Xbox is... is I, I mean, I like the Xbox. Yeah. I wouldn't say bold, though. It's just a black box. It, it's stylish, but I wouldn't say bold. I think it's completely bold because it is stylish, and it is uh, minimalist, and it's it's well-presented, and it's in this weird vertical form factor. That's I've the thing, not though, seen like, that before in a console. So, so many consoles have... New sharp edges they're black they're boxy i think it is stylish yes i wouldn't say bold because everything is kind of looking that way nowadays coming it's to like tech. a fridge man that's pretty bold <laughs> touche if it had those green lights like i thought it would at the top oh that would, would I would say it's bold cool. but it doesn't throw in the bin but in, um, in any case just to go quickly back to the ps5 um design I, I don't love the design. I'm not. That's not going to change. And I'm 99% certain, as with every single Sony console they've ever released, that the second revision to the hardware is going to be an absolute stunner, and it's mm. going to be the like best-selling console ever. Um, but what it did do is made me appreciate the controller. The controller is yes. beautiful. It's really um, nicely designed. I found something really, really cool about the controller today. So on the back, it has grips, and the little bumps on the grip are the X, circle, square, and triangle symbols. Yeah. Just very, very small. That's Love cool. that. This whole presentation and the console itself is screaming how proud Sony is of itself right now. 
it showed the PlayStation Studios logo as many times as it could. It had what they're trying to make, you know, their mascot, Sackboy. He had his moment. Um, the little cuts between every um, trailer. This is just very much like, we, we are winning. We are the console right now. And we are on top of our game and we're going to get better. I love how confident that, that came very off. Very triumphant tone. Mm. Yeah. Also a little bit wanky, which I took away from it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing was a wank. I was wanky. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, how about, sorry, Keelan, I know you've got concerns about the console. There have been a few fan mock-ups, I'm not sure if you've seen, of an all-black version that does look a lot, I mean, it's still huge, but it does look a lot sleeker. Does that sort of tip you, tip no. you fancy a little bit? No. No. Um, well, it looks fine. It, I'm probably going to buy this. I'm not going to lie because this presentation Hell, did a yeah. oh yeah <laughs> did a hell of a number on me. This yeah, it this makes is me good. want to buy it. This is um, good. We also got a reveal of the peripherals that will be coming with the console, or you can buy them alongside, or maybe all in a big pack. That would be cool. That would be. Um, handy. There's a dual controller charging station. Which a looks great. By this the all, the, all the peripherals look really really sharp. Um, a media remote and the HD camera. The HD camera, I think, is our biggest hint that I mean. Fuck, we know that a PSVR 2 is coming out. I think this, I think um, we didn't get quite soon. Actually, just on a on a very, on a slight sidetrack there about the PSVR 2, um, I believe there was a patent that was confirmed recently that the um, like that PlayStation submitted, which is basically the um, display and like the whole headset actually shakes your Ooh. head a little bit. Nah, don't like that. I got a soft neck. It'll <laughs> kill me. Um, no, it's, it's, I think, designed for, like, certain bits of impact and stuff like that, and it's to help try and reduce the motion sickness that some people get from, from VR, and it actually just shakes your head a little bit. Um, we also got a brief look at the, um, sort of load-up UI, the console. It looked like a cut to ads from the Oscars, because mm-hmm. all gold and starry, it was, yeah, cool, whatever, um. And also, like I said, we've got the two SKUs, the slim um, all-digital version and the the big boy with the disk drive. Yeah, see, I like... I like. Um, I think the digital-only version looks better because there isn't that yep. line for the disk drive, mm-hmm. but I'm absolutely going to get the one with the disk drive because I... Yep. 100%. Do not like the not thought to. of... Yeah. I like, mean, I guess if you're listening to us in a different country that has, you know, your internet is... 2020 worthy it works then the all digital drive may work for you we're in australia um that's not going to work for us no we have garbage internet i mean also digital only things are still a super like gray area in terms of legality and do you own it no you don't you only have a license to play it therefore you don't actually own the game so i don't know how many people though think of that like when i buy digital stuff i don't think about that most of the time I don't, but it's been enough of a it factor. It is there. Like, yeah, I guess it's it enough there, yeah. of a factor for me to well, actually take that into consideration. Let's get into... I mean, it's all well and good having this um, bizarre-looking alien egg of a console, but what are we going to be playing on it? So there were 25 fucking games revealed, which blew me away. I did not think it was going to be... I thought it was going to be like 12. Um, mm. If that, 25 was insane. So... Let's just go through game by game and give a few thoughts on each one. They opened up the show with Grand Theft Auto V expanded and enhanced in one of the most painful bait and switches I've ever experienced 
mm. in game trailers because they started playing the music. I'm like, this is GTA. Surely this is not Grand Theft Auto 6. It can't be. And it's not. Basically, no. it's just a uh, enhanced, ver- uh, enhanced and expanded version, like they kept saying, of GTA. So a bit more story. It looks like all the online content that um, we weren't getting in the solo campaign, they bring it all over to so the flying cars, the alien weapons, all this type of stuff. Cool. It'll be a fun sandbox to go around in, but um, we've all played this game multiple times. It's out on PC right now. People have played it in a really high graphical content. So Yeah, it's it's pointless. Yeah. It's a two-generation-old game, um, and it's pointless. We don't need it re-released. I yeah, have to say, the way that they tried to sell it as well was just... Mm. They showed just PS4 footage. Yeah, I really wish they yeah. maybe maybe put this back in the uh, in the lineup. It shouldn't have been first because the next game we're going to go through, and we are going to hammer through a few of these, the next game should have been the opening one because I got fucking chills. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I can't even say it. Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming out this summer. It's going to be a launch title or launch window game. Um, yep. Now, something that wasn't quite clear in the trailer. I think a few people made the assumption. I definitely did. I thought this was straight up Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It's not. So did I. It's more a spin-off of sorts, like Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, yeah. So my understanding is a standalone expansion game, as it were. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, how long was... So you guys have played Spider-Man PS4? Oh, yeah. Such a good game. How long, for memory, was it? That's a really good question. Like 15 hours? 15, 20 hours, yeah. I yeah, imagine. that. I imagine this will be closer to 10. I, I think it's going to be a fair old chunk of game. Um, and it makes sense. A lot of the technical demos um, they had for the PS5 um, specs, like when they were showing up the SSD, the example they used was Spider-Man. So kind of makes sense that they were doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was benchmarked so heavily for the development of PS5. Of course, the developers would have gone, cool, let's uh, let's create a few bits and pieces for the game. Here we go. Let's go. And I'm here for uh, it. Absolutely here uh, for it. Like, this is a console seller. 100%. This is fucking cool. This Especially was- in a year, like, we're having no real Marvel. This is a quiet year for Marvel. We're having Black Widow, but because of COVID and all that, we don't know if it's even coming out this year. I think people's appetite is there for this game. Yeah, and PS4. Um, so Spider-Man PS4, one of the most successful PS4 games of all. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm absolutely like that's that's what made me go cool. I want this console. I want while the console to play that. While we're on this topic, I just wanted to point something out to you guys just really quickly. I know people love to promote um naughty dog as sony's like top tier premium developer no not anymore you're all wrong it's insomniac games Mm -hmm. they are the best developer in sony stable by far how many of these games that uh that were presented today were developed by insomniac freaking insane yeah i I think i still think naughty dog's just ahead but however insomniac is very very close and i i love it because i've always loved insomniac i've been a big Fan of a game we're going to talk about in a moment. But mm. first of all, Gran Turismo 7. A, a, I mean, Gran Turismo is a game that you associate with PlayStation. I've played a GT game at most launches. GT7 looks amazing, as you'd expect. Um, 
the series as a whole has taken a bit of a, a fair backseat to like Forza and stuff like that. We haven't had a hardcore simulation game like GT for a while. Cool. Looks really good. I don't know why in the trailer they use the dash cam so you're actually inside the car, like a cockpit view. Yeah. Well, though, trophy game, it looks like the glove textures were insane. Okay, but just <laughs> very quickly on that um, whole cockpit view, did any of you notice that the seatbelt was going into the dashboard? Because that was absolutely a thing. And I'm like, why the fuck is there a seatbelt going into the dashboard? I know what? nothing about racing, God, so maybe you. that's a like a racing harness or something. Uh, that's like that. what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. It's to keep the um, dashboard safe. Because if you get <laughs> hit by a car from behind, it can go flying at the back window. So nah, you're strapped good. in. It's strapped in. Safety. Yeah, see, I think the the dashboard, the cockpit view, is how a lot of people play. And um, one of the things that that uh, Polyphony take really seriously is like the accuracy of their models of of the cars and stuff, including the interiors. And they wanted to show that off a bit. But I agree, oh, they should have showed yeah. the outside, especially in the fact that now we're we're in the ray tracing age. You know, how yeah. freaking oh, yeah. great would it look to have like- ray trace reflections on your car? have some they, they had like some stuff that looked like gameplay with a really dated ui but that's just mm, gt agreed. why wouldn't Ugh. they have that cockpit view then go to the is it third person third yeah. vehicle i guess third vehicle yeah. view where it comes out and then you, you like there's in, inside the car if you want to play that like that cool everything looks really cool look you can turn the radio knob put on over fm great uh, but then it also s- zooms out and you see yeah, the ray tracing the reflections the trees the other cars the damage the speed oh it's so good but yeah, I mean, it looks pretty. The, the um, trailer itself, I think, was stunning, especially when like you've got that that close up of the car, and then it opens up in the mirrors and the reflections of oh, it. Oh yeah, that was in the mirrors, pretty. that looked incredible. And then that's sort of where I start to lose interest because I don't. Yeah. Well, your interest would have come right back in when they revealed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This may I am oh. so hyped for this. I am um, now. When it first loaded up, did anyone think for a second? Oh my god, this is Knack 3. <laughs> no, I did. Because it had that it had that very platformy aesthetic to it. <laughs> and it, it took me until I heard Ratchet speak. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I squealed because I'm like, oh, wait, Ratchet. This looks like, graphically jaw-dropping. Mm. This is an example of a distinct art style that isn't photorealistic. Utilizing the PS5 to just oh the depth of I, this. I, I'm very affectionately referring to it as Ratchet and Clank into the Spider-Verse. So, yeah, I mean, you use these interdimensional rifts to um, traverse the environment. It's, I mean, it's a massive part of the story. You see in the trailer, um, Ratchet and Clank are going through these different portals and they're going to different worlds, which is such a natural way to show off the SSD speed. Mm. You're just instantly loading entire worlds and you're marrying it into the gameplay and the combat and traversal. I... I love it. And if it is like into the Spider-Verse and they go into other games, like imagine, and don't even have to have the characters, but if they land in like Sandover Village from Jack One, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing crossover potential I, I will, I will <laughs> run out to the street and weep. <laughs> yeah, in the trailer we also see a, um, a female ratchet. Purple Lady Ratchet. That's um, that's what made me go cool. This is into the Spider Verse because I yeah, was like, it was a bad I, I was like, hmm, that's like a Spider Gwen introduction. Yeah, I really want to see a different clank, like a clank made of wood, kind of like the episode of Futurama when Bender like gets um, 
downgrade it and it becomes like he's like made of wood i want to see a, a clank like that so plank then holy shit that is the best pun we have had in 17 18 fucking episodes <laughs> keelan i am so proud for you right now that is brilliant i learned from the best <laughs> speaking of clank as well the um the ray tracing that bounces off him mm, made him incredible. look incredible like he looks metallic as he should but he looked metallic um something i really really liked about this trailer is we got some genuine gameplay um Mm -hmm. sony definitely learned a lesson from the eh, for lack of a better term backlash that microsoft received after their um big reveal a few weeks back and they showed off gameplay of ratchet clank um you see the rift tearing abilities you see some new guns in action and just like how much shit is going on the screen the particle yeah. effects are A+. plus. You guys, are, honestly, this is, this is the showcase, um, oh, along with one other game, for next-gen visuals. Like, what can be achieved with it. Did you it's guys incredible. play Ratchet and Clank on PS4? Um, no, but I have a point that I wanted to bring up. So that, that game was released alongside a Ratchet and Clank movie, right? Yes. This new Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart looks better than the movie. Than the movie, did. yeah. Mm. Uh, agreed, but if you if you haven't played Ratchet and Clank on PS4, I think it is one of the most slept on PS4 titles. Absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible game. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm a sucker for a good platformer. Um, I've got to say quickly, as much as I am like massively into what they showed uh, for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I'm probably not going to play it. Whoops. Well, I'll buy two copies to make up for your. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be playing it. I think my partner, on the other hand, is going to be playing it. But because she what? she watched that and was like, oh, so how much does a PS5 cost? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, we and can I'm talk like, about uh, that later, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, next up, we've got Project Athea from Squeenix. Square Enix. Um, wasn't a Final Fantasy game. As soon as Square Enix came, I'm like, surely. Like, yeah, it's no, going te- really to be teased at part two of seven or even 16. Mm. Nah, it's not. It's made by Squeenix. Um, very reminiscent of the um, un- sorry, Uncharted, Unreal Engine Five demo. Uh, yeah. Female protagonist running through, jumping around. It looks really, really pretty. You're fighting monsters. There seems like a big dragon lot- with fire in its belly. Yeah, there seems cool. like there's a lot of magic involved in this one. So I'm um, pretty, I'm pretty yeah. interested. I saw a tweet from Gary Witter. Um, he's helping the writing team with this one, and I'm a big fan of Gary Witter. He helped work on Rogue One. So I have a lot of faith in the storyline of this game. Will the gameplay match up? Who knows? But yeah, uh, it looks pretty. I didn't get enough out of this, though. You, you couldn't see a lot. Of the I think the technology that they're using there, well, they didn't specifically say it, but it looks like the same game engine they used in Final Fantasy XV. So visually, they look mm. kind of similar. Um, this is obviously yeah. a newer version. But I have to say, that dragon looked freaking crazy good. Yeah, it got a lot that of fire in his guts. He had a lot of smoke, some volu- volumetrics, you know? That's badass, man. Speaking of badass, the next game, Stray. Oh. Yeah. You're a cat. You're like a little right. cat detective. You have a cute little backpack, and the whole world is populated by little chappy robots. And I love it. This is game adorable. Game of the show. Okay, my, my notes for this are, is Stray, love heart, robots. That's a cute cat. I want this game because cat. Good boy. My, my notes are chappy robots, cat, backpack. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Um, I'm, I'm going to yeah, get this I mean, game. I thought this was cat. going somewhere else because it's 
there are a few like movie trailers and game trailers and stuff like that where you see a, a pet or an animal walks around to kind of set the world so you know what's happening inside like in your environment and then it goes past what the person that will be the protagonist so i kind of expected this cat to be running around town you see okay it's the world properly by robots Go into like an apartment, brush against the human. The human's like, "Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm the last human cop in this town," or something like that. It wasn't that. It just kept being the cat, and then the yeah. cat got a bag, and I'm like, "Wow, how did it find?" I'm interested. And then at the end, he does this adorable meow, and I'm oh like, my god, it does a meow. Yeah. And then when the stray logo comes up, the stray logo looks sharp as hell. Mm. Um, you can hear it purring. Oh, my little heart. Uh, I'm, I'm getting. I, I want that game. I want that. I game. I want this game in VR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walking around as a cat. Uh, next up, we have the unfortunately named Returnal. Returnal looks cool. Returnal is a name. Eh, no. Not great. No. An interesting thing here that I haven't seen many people talk about is when Herman Holst um, introduced the game, he referred to it as a franchise. Yeah. Um, so cool. There's a lot of faith in it. It's made by Housemark. They're the team who made Resogun. Resogun kicks ass. This game looks like a um, cross between that live, die, repeat um, film. Mm. Wait, it went by two names, um, isn't it? Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Not an awful film. If no, you, I if think it was actually a pretty brain. good film. Pretty, I pretty actually cool. really it. was a cross between that and Alien. Well, okay, or just to very previous. quickly go back to um, Edge of Tomorrow. It's actually originally a manga, I believe, oh, under yeah. a slightly different name. So it's actually... An, well, it's an adaptation. It's a movie adaptation of a manga, and they just completely westernized it. And we did really well, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, anyway. It wasn't bad. Um, something else I like with this game is it's an odd thing to be like, oh, shit. And I guess it is a... Um, it actually says something that it st- stood out so much. It was a middle-aged female protagonist. Mm. You don't get that often. I think that's really, no. really cool. And also, I noticed in the trailer, she has heterochromia. Yes. She yeah, has jewel-coloured eyes, like, like David Bowie. Mm. I think David I'm, Bowie got it from being punched in the face, though. No. Mm. Wow. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, this game seems like a weird combination of things. I mean, like, it's got the same gameplay mechanic as Outer Wilds, like, you know, re- the whole like, The whole time things. loop. So, in the trailer, it's this woman's basically saying, like, I, all I remember is, I land on this planet, I die. I wake back up. I land on this planet. It just keeps repeating, repeating, repeating. And she has to break the cycle. So, yeah, it is very out of wild. And it's also a um, mechanic that we find, we see later on in this yeah, presentation exactly. as well. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like I'm the kind things. of like, you know, how different is this going to be? And you've got this third-person shooter elements. Uh, I'd be interested to see some actual gameplay of this. The yeah. combat looked basic, aside from the real bullet hell DNA that Mark has in most of their games. You could really see that, and I'm like, I'm a big fan of bullet hell games, so I, I'm intrigued. I just also just want to point out that this isn't the last time we see a person in a spacesuit as well. Oh my God, so much space in this. Right, I so there's space. so there's spacesuits, and then there's the time loop, both of which return later on in the presentation. Return they return all. Later. Yeah, they... I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't want to say that that word Zach out Boy, loud. A big adventure. Sony's decided to put their little crocheted mm. mascot on the big screen um i mean he had a cart game and he had a little big planet but yeah, it looks this looks cute it's a little um yeah. pla- like family friendly platformer mario you can't say eh, when it looks like mario no but that's the thing it doesn't that's my problem it doesn't right. look it looks- as it's not full of 
as much Agreed. charm. I think, I think look some better. of it looks really good. I think overall it looks, you know, it's decent enough. I'm not going to shit all over it. But I don't like Sackboy as a character. Controversial opinion. Don't like him. I he's a Hessian boy. Um, some cool things coming out of this trailer were the soft fur textures on the enemies. I think look those look really, really good. Really crisp. But I think um, the enemies look way more interesting than Sackboy. Um, also, full play co op. That's oh, yeah. That's what's yeah. Good. I'm keen for that. That that looks nice. That looks like good fun. Um, moving on to the next game. Wasn't the All Stars that I wanted, but we got Destruction All Stars. Um, which is like a vehicular combat destruction derby. I think it's going to be the next sort of Fortnite level game. It has potential to be the next Fortnite if Sony's like, you know what, you have PS5, you get this game for free. Like, this oh, is our online thing. This is where we get our online community going in. It's full of interesting skins for your character and your vehicle. This looked fun. I've put it down as Rocket League and Burnout with Fortnite characters. Meets arms and twisted metal. They all got together, had a few too many drinks, and a baby came out eight, nine months later. Whose is it? Um, don't know. Let's raise it together. Although I do, and then I they think- made it for the Switch because it had a very Switch color palette, and then they brought it over to PS Five. Very very complex upbringing. And yeah, um, <laughs> I think the I think if it has local multiplayer, that will be incredibly fun. I think that would be. That would be a really, really good thing. Like, I don't exactly know what's happening in this game. So you have these cars getting around Destruction Derby style, but you also have people who are jumping out of their cars. I think if your car gets destroyed, you have to ride it and get another car because yeah. you see people jumping onto other people's car and the animation looks really, really good. Mm. Yeah, you see absolutely. them jumping on other cars. And I imagine, I'm hoping you can wrestle them out of the car and take over theirs. That would be really, really fun. Um, like, yeah... Couch co-op on this would be... Sorry, couch multiplayer on this would be insane. The other thing that this uh, thing that stands out to me is it's being developed by Lucid Games, Mm. who were sort of formed from um, people from Bizarre Creations, who've made some of my favorite racing games, Project Gotham Racing on the Xbox. Um, So I'm looking forward to see what they can do. There's some pedigree here at least, so it should be good. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. I, th- I think this is a game that people are going to sleep on or they're just going to judge it way too quickly. This looked fun. Yeah, I, uh, I think it looked like some really good fun. Next up, we had Kina Bridge of Spirits from Ember Lab. Um, it looks okay. like a, just an wow. action adventure set in the forest. Yes, incredible. Um, uh, looks <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And these little soot sprites, they look like the soot sprites from um, Spirited Away, but if one of them fucked a Porg from Star Wars. I, th- I think Ugh. I think they looked really Pixar. I think they had really Pixar eyes. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely a compliment. Um, oh yeah, Th- this game looked very very Pixar. If they, if they said, "Oh, this is part of the," is How to Train Your Dragon Pixar? No, no, DreamWorks. Well then, mm, no. This is why we're not. This is why we don't do a movie podcast. <laughs> to give some context, I think the developers here came from the visual effects industry, like working yes. movies. Yeah, they and have stuff. a background in film and animation, and you can yeah, yeah it definitely so, um, stands out because I, I gone. I was just going to say, can I just also, like, you could tell that they were kind of nervous because obviously they introduced the game and they're like, hey, we're clearly a bit nervous about this <laughs> as they're talking about it, but. <laughs> Absolutely worth the payoff. I want to say that those two guys were very charming, and I'm very excited to see what happens with this, this game. This game looks Agreed. really fun. It looks um, so I think the whole storyline is you follow um, this character around. Oh, I mean, like most games, I guess. Oh, you wow. control these little um, <laughs> little furry babies, which made me think of Pikmin in the yeah, nicest very, very way. Very Pikmin. So I think maybe you can take control of them, and depending on how many you have at the time, you can do different things. 
Mm. Um, and then and you get it looks like you defeat fight. bosses, some sort of evil taking over a forest. And when you defeat these bosses or enemies or whatever, you restore the forest. And the animation of sort of the darkness being defeated and the light taking over the forest, everything growing again, looks breathtaking. Uh, this game is really, really charming. And I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. Um, next up, we had Goodbye Volcano Height. Love the name. Mm. It looked like um, the saddest moments from Bojack Horseman. Very yeah. Bojack um, animation style. Looks very, very sad, unfortunately. Um, basically, you, you are a dinosaur in high school, as you, know, as you do. Yep. Very Gone Home vibes. And I'm worried because like, it's like a coming-of-age tale um, about being in high school. But also, goodbye, Volcano High. Do you guys know um, how the dinosaurs die? <laughs> I think because that's the point. This game yeah. could end real dark. Um, I read a quick little briefing on it, and it's like, yeah, the coming of age tale about the trials and tribulations of being in high school um, and coming to grips with, with what you're going to do when you grow up. However, there is a bigger, there's a few bigger things at play. Something I really, really like about this game, I'm all about um, you know, getting a representation in games. The protagonist is non-binary. Really, really cool. Mm, um, cool. Now, is this game something I'm going to play? Probably not. It's not my type of thing. Yep. I think However, it's one to keep an eye on, at least, because I personally love the art style. And as I said to you guys in the pre-show, I, I feel like it was more of a Netflix show than a game. But the, mm. uh, that's why I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see what they do with it. What sort of gameplay it is? Mm, yeah, I, um, I want to see. I mean, like, they I could s- just do it as like a, oh, it's a sort of slice of life game, kind of like the Persona 5 stuff in between the, the dungeons. Where you are just walking around high school and chatting to your mates and trying to build up social links and stuff like that. I think if they do it like that, that would be really cool. But I'm curious to see as to what like what avenue they take. To be fair, when I saw um, first saw Gone Home all those years ago, I'm like, ah, this isn't for me. And then I played it. It was free on something or other, PS Plus, I guess. Um, one day I played it, and that game is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. That game. So um, hopefully they can really tap into that. Uh, next up, we have Oddworld Soulstorm. This made me really happy because Abe's Odyssey is one of my childhood games, one of the games I grew up with. So I got real um, goosebumps watching this. So it's the same. It's what you expect from an Oddworld game. It's dystopian lemmings. Mm-hmm. Um, you play. You still play as Abe. You're going around. You're saving your, your buddies. Man, this game the, is the really, factory. really dark and tone. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like, I've never played an old world game before, but this looks intense. Oh, is it okay. normally this fucking? Yeah, it is because if I see a scrab, so scrabs are these like, oh, how, how can you describe it? Four-legged, hook-mouth centaurs of death, and the first one, like these are uh, scrabs. Maybe the first enemies in a game that gave me nightmares when I was a kid. They <laughs> terrified me. This is a scary game. That's scary, like an uncomfortable game. I guess if you're a kid, it's, it was scary. Mm. Um, but there was a moment in the um, trailer. So Abe has... He he was um, part of... A, basically a slave for a meat factory. And the whole series about his, him escaping and saving his people. When he was in that meat factory, they sewed his lips shut. So he couldn't speak. He could make sounds, but he couldn't really speak. Um, and there's a voiceover in this trailer and there's a part where this like shaman character says you must find your full voice and then you see him cutting those those strings. Yeah. To have that happen for a character I grew up with, genuinely, like, I'm getting chills right now uh, thinking about it, was... it. That is such a moment. And again, this is, maybe this game doesn't have the same like um, 
people don't have the same love for this game as I do um, and the character, but that's really cool. I'm, I'm hoping the story really um, expands upon that, his growth and stuff like that. I, yeah, it, it looks I like very interesting. And I've only ever heard excellent things about the Old World franchise. So Fun as hell. I'm, I'm very, very keen to see what happens with it. Next up, speaking of scary, spooky games, we had Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, <sighs> unfortunately, we didn't have Akumi Nakamura presented again because she's left the project. Oh, that's uh, a shame. It's not exactly what I expected to be. So when it was first no. announced, there was a lot of the team who made The Evil Within uh, working on this game. So I think everyone expected straight-up horror. This seems to be stylish horror, kind of like in the same vein of Prey, where you're going around, you're saving Tokyo from these weird specters and headless Japanese schoolgirls. So it's not what I expected. Um, also, I, I didn't expect it to be first person either. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought that was interesting, but otherwise I don't I don't get it. I don't get what it's supposed to be. Because it starts off like, it seems like it's trying to be all atmospheric and spooky, and I'm like, oh, cool, this will be really interesting. And then it cuts to, like, the combat, and you're doing, like, hand gestures like you're a ninja. Well, and... it looks like you're um, Zenyatta from um, Overwatch. Yeah, right. <laughs> doing these, like, doing different, like, hand movements and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But Have you played Prey? Simon? No, I haven't. I think Prey is very, very similar to this game, where it's very stylish, very, very stylish, stylized combat, a pumping soundtrack, but scary as hell. I don't think it doesn't look it doesn't look scary at all to me because the drum and bass that was playing completely removed any and all tension. Oh, I love it for me. It was just it just evaporated. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. So it just seems like it's going to be a generic. Soundtrack. Prey was scary because of the the nature. It's it was a um, an emer- emergent sim immersive sim so it was scary because you're like limited in what you can do and you're like using the environment and like the the rules that the game sets up around you and that that kind of makes you feel claustrophobic and scared because the enemies can can go outside of those rules but in this i i haven't seen enough they've just shown you shooting weapons that's yeah. literally well, it. actually you're using your hands didn't, didn't, to didn't fire you, didn't show you shoot uh, any weapons you know what i'm trying to say up and they blow up and shit um okay the thing that makes it horror for me is that characters twitch and they move uncomfortably Mm, getting the heebies (laughs) and the jeebies right also uh, one thing i don't get is like you know it shows a little bit of combat and then four people falling like jumping off of a building Hells yeah, buddy. And then there's some guy on a motorbike and he catches someone else that's full. And it looks like they're a ghost at first. And then he catches them and it turns into a human. I'm really confused so, so about that. Hold what up. Are you, tell, are, you, are you telling me like this trailer, um, one of your gripes about this trailer is that it was, it was too many things going on and nothing made sense. How's Final Fantasy going? See you in hell, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next game. Jet. Drone Jet. The Far Shore. Um, don't really know what to make of this one. It looked, yeah. it, I mean, it looks interesting. It starts off, you're on a kind of a journey-esque planet. I'm going to assume it's Earth. And then it zooms out to space and it has a real Christopher Nolan vibe where you have this um, year counter counting up. I think it's basically explaining that you've gone from a nomadic people to spacefaring and you explore planets. That's all I got from it. It looks cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my takeaway from this game is. It's like... I've, I've literally written down, cool, there's a rocket, then a space station, and then it's counting down years, and then you're flying across planets. Hells yeah, if this is an exploration game, it looks cool. But the thing that concerns me is that the year counter as the ship was slowly moving away from assumed Earth. Um, I, don't, I don't think that was meant to be like. I was going to say, because if that's meant to be in real time, then it's going to take you fucking ages. 
to get anywhere. <laughs> All right, like, I don't think you game, understand how the massive the game actually runs in real time. It's like it takes you a like, thousand years to to eat a berry. Like it's, it, I don't think you understand how massive space is because I really hope that that isn't like cool. Yeah, we're just gonna travel in real time because that would that would be awful. Um, next up, don't we have that. Godfall, and I think this is the biggest misstep of the show. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, Godfall is a game that was announced a. A while ago, this is a PS5 game we've known about for a little bit, and I think it's meant to be a melee medieval fantasy version of Destiny. So you go around, you hit people with an axe, you get loot. Cool. I mean, that that is a good formula. The thing that really took me out is the song they played during this trailer um, didn't suit it. Generic hip hop. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just hip hop, which cool for other trailers. I just don't think it suited this. This didn't need it to be something bizarre. a little more epic. Maybe have uh, somebody talk over it. I think this could have done with some narration of like, what is this game exactly? So, Jesse, I went onto, I don't know, it was IGN or something, and there was a video uh, showing Godfall PC gameplay. And it was exactly what you described. It had this more epic orchestral soundtrack, which is far more appropriate for like the tone of the game. And it had a voiceover where this person explained what exactly this game was. Yeah, it is. It's sort of like a, a loot based um skill based game so sort of dark souls combined with diablo slash destiny um which the idea of that winning combination fascinates me yeah i'm i'm interested in it but like jesus that that trailer during the presentation just it it was totally all wrong and it makes you Mm. not want to engage with it i don't want to blame gearbox Entirely, but I blame Gearbox. Entirely. Oh yeah, that's always, <laughs> look. It's it's easy just to just to blame Randy Pitchford for everything. I, I do um, blame him for almost everything. Yeah, um, twenty twenty is entirely his fault. Um, I like show. the difference in weapons. I like the way like each weapon looks like it handles quite differently. But I mean, other than that, it looks like a very generic hack and slash, and I'm not. Which is a shame because I actually think I agree with you, and I think if it had like an orchestral score or something like that, I wouldn't think that. Mm. I, I, I think this is a real um, good case study for how important music is for they, what is a relatively first impression. Yeah, I mean, mm. they've used generic hip-hop, which has made me go, okay, cool, this is just a generic hack-and-slash game. The generic soundtrack has made me go, cool, generic okay, game. If you're going to play hip-hop or rap over it, do Kanye. If you had um, that, like, that I am a god refrain over that, I'm in, because that's Godfall, I am a god. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy yeah. approaching. And this, I think, marks the low point of the entire presentation, right around yes. the middle of it. Because it starts to pick up with the next game. Solar Ash looked beautiful. Um, it's out of wild meets art style wise meets control. Yes, I've mentioned it 18 episodes in a row. Meets control um, and Hyperlight Drifter. I think it's made by the same people, yes. maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're like skating around on this weird twisting world. Oh my god, interdimensional bullshit! I love it. That's one thing I've got in my notes is I really like the swift movement. Yeah, skating around. I think that's Agreed. smooth. I think it's nice, and also, especially if it's like a exploration game where you're going into weird and bizarre worlds and blah blah blah, being able to move quickly, quickly, yeah, is such a nice change of pace from a lot of games that. I just like no. You have to walk like you've broken your legs. Oh, Sorry. Simon, I hundred percent am there with you, man. This is um, this is interesting to me as well because 
um, during the trailer at the end, the character sort of runs out and the camera turns around and she's sort of upside down. Yeah. And this whole world is out in front of her and it's like, it looks fascinating. That's cool. That's going to change how you're traversing, how how gravity works, perhaps. Shit, there was a game that came out. Um, oh, I completely blanked it. That use that whole gravity thing where you could yes, like, twist gravity. I, I know the one, the PS4 exclusive. Yeah, it was I'm blanking a on it. Great game. Uh, I forget the name. Gravity too. Rush. God damn it. Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. No? Yes. Yeah. What is it? Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush sounds right. It's Gravity Rush. The one. I think it's Gravity Rush. The one you're thinking Feeling about. When you edit it, just like edit in the right game. I'll edit in the right <laughs> game. Done. Um, but also, um, just quickly going back to Solar Ash. Towards the end, some of the some of the music that plays, like the atmospheric oh, music, yeah. makes me think of Zelda. It makes me think of Skyward Sword. Specifically, you have Trials of the Goddesses, um, where basically you're you leave your physical body behind and you go into the spirit world and blah blah. blah. You got to collect some shit. Um, and whilst you're walking around and everything's really nice and peaceful and serene, um, you've got like this really cute like sort of chimes, like wind chime aesthetic. It's not even aesthetic, but you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You've got that sort of audio playing, and it hit a few very similar notes there for me. And I'm that is a very, very high compliment because I love the soundtrack of Skyward Sword. Speaking of soundtracks, the next game on our list, Hitman Three, had a fucking banging soundtrack. I, I, I love a lot of the music in this presentation as a whole. I think this had to stand out. It was just like kicking in. I was getting real hype about it. Hitman Three, the um, the ending of the Hitman trilogy, trilogy, if you will. Um, cool trailer, but I think there's mm. a big misstep in this one as well. At the yeah. end, they show gameplay. I'm like, ooh, gameplay, and it was going to be the Burj Khalifa. I'm like, oh, well, what a what a thing to show off on PS5, right. yeah. one of the most amazing pieces of architecture in the world. And it was just clips, like real fast clips. Show us some actual gameplay. Show us an assassination. Yeah. yeah, Hitman is known for being a gorgeous game because it gives you quite small play areas but they're very deep and they're rich show, um, show, show that they didn't show yeah. any of the intricacies you would expect to see they didn't show any cool like wouldn't you like, want to show him anything? moving through a crowd because that's always been something that hitman animates really well show us how much better it looks now him just moving th- moving through a crowd silently that's cool. my, my biggest takeaway from the whole thing was the character models are really oh, good God, so good this is um this trailer sorry is one of the reasons that a lot of people think that the um presenters were CGI cuz like <laughs> the characters in Hitman looked that good then of course they could do it. Yeah, that's true. But um the same question I asked you guys in the pre-show is when did Hitman 2 come out? I don't fucking remember. It came out a few years ago. I remember one and I remember people getting upset because it was episodic and I I think that's a fair criticism. Um and then Hitman 2 apparently came out at some point and I don't even fucking remember. Wasn't Hitman 2 the one with the Sean Bean um, assassination? I don't, I don't I know. So. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> yeah, got a good review. Also, Paul Sean Bean it. always getting murdered. What is this? He, he gets murdered so he can live forever in real life. <laughs> yeah. um, next up we had aged. Astro's Playroom, um, which is basically just Astro the VR game. I can't remember what it was called. Astro VR which is a really cool VR game. It's probably the best VR game. Um, bright, colorful, family-friendly kid game. This one, oh, it's cool. a little bit... It's it's not what you think it is. It's a really, really short experience that's going to come pre-installed on every PS5. Love yes. it. Love yeah. it so um, much. It's not and VR at all. Um, and it's, it's just, also... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not VR, Simon. unfortunately. 
Uh, no, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, like it is just a like self-contained couple of hour experience. Yeah, Fucking yeah, a. Okay, each, I, I each flip level, on this back each level is based on uh, components of the PS5, and each one showcases a different element of the the DualSense controller. So it's kind of cool, man. Okay, I I, I um, flipped on that. I, I think that's charming. There was a few bits that um, made me think of Mario Sunshine in the best way possible. That's a couple oh, of the that robots. Is high praise coming from you. Yeah, there oh, was damn. um there was a couple of robots like under some beach umbrellas and stuff, and then Asteroid bounces off the beach umbrella, and then. Because he hovers with his feet, it made me think of the the water jetpack from Mario Sunshine Flood. Mm. Next up, we have Little Devil Inside. This is a very um, kind of almost like an art house looking game. It looks like a Wes Anderson film, um, right. that Isle of Dogs film. It cuts between an adventurer traveling the world, fighting people. I don't know what's happening there, and it crosses between that and an old man. Is it, is it the adventurer when he's older? I'm going to say yes. Are no, they enemies? Or is the other guy inside of the old man? That's a different game. <laughs> that's um, uh, that's the big devil inside. Um, oh, dear. Uh, um, <laughs> no, so... <laughs> Look, you walked into that. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what to make of this one. It looks cool. So I like the art the style. Only, the only thing I it made me think of was Moonlighter. I don't know if you guys have... Mm. Yeah, seen that game. Um, yeah, that was the only thing I took away from it was because of the guy. Like the guy had the backpack, and then he took the sword out from the backpack, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that looks like the Moonlighter cover up." That's I it. really liked his big bulging eyes because there's one point where he's dressed very much like Solid, um, Solid Snake, and it yeah. looked like it looks like a real like chibi version of Solid Snake. Like, yeah, that's cool. Don't know whether it's worth bringing up, but there has been a little bit of controversy about racist enemy design in that game. So. Oh shit! Yeah, take that. Take fair call. What you will. It <laughs> is fair, absolutely. So yeah, didn't click with that, but yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next game, NBA Two K Twenty One. You got to have your sports game. Now, I don't of think course. any of us really play NBA games, but I appreciate how goddamn gorgeous they are. Um, and in this, this trailer was um, short and sweaty. You- you always Very know sweaty. how good the graphics of a generation is going to be with how sweaty you can get the character models. And he <laughs> was wet with, he was a, with three T's yeah. and a capital Ooh. E. I actually do have a criticism of this one. Okay, now, um, also in the corner, it did say pre-alpha footage, which actually kind of encourages me. Mm. If this is the pre-alpha footage, then I think they can you know, pretty this up even further. I Wait till the ray tracing hits those sweat beads. Woo. Oh, God. Um, glow like a glitter ball. But the, the jump that he does towards the end, you know, for the slam dunk, didn't seem all that impressive. I think it was the camera angle. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree I with was that. Like, it built up to this big moment where he does a slam dunk. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm the king of basketball. It feels like he... I couldn't do he, that, to be fair. It, oh, no, look, in real life, it's, it is very impressive, and I'm not, de- like, trying to deny that, but I'm just saying the trailer made it feel like he jumped about three inches off the fucking floor. <laughs> also, because is breaking as the hoop jumped, off, like, a cool thing? Because if I was playing seems... basketball and somebody jumped up and they broke the hoop off, I'd be like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, this is the community rec the center, sport. sir. Okay? <laughs> Please leave before Please I call leave. security. Leave, Okay. Take your shitty basketball with you, you sweaty prick. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, 
it's it is a huge feat of athleticism to be able to do a you know slam dunk because the basketball hoops are pretty fucking high up. I'm white. I can't jump. Welcome right, to sports mode. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just watching it because of the camera angle, the the it was the angle and the way they like panned it out. It made it seem like he was like very anticlimactic and, and jumping into like this little kiddie hoop. And it was <laughs> need to show like his like dad holding him up to the. Roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is how we have to insult a professional athlete. That's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to actually, if anything, defend him and criticize the game trailer. <sighs> I don't know the words to the Bug Snacks song, but it is the greatest song to yep. ever come out of a game. Bug Snacks. Holy shit. I am so excited for Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks is also my new favorite word. Um, That's fair. So, Bug Snacks is a new game from the team that brought us Octodad. Fantastic game. Will you yeah. traverse the Isle of Bug Snacks? Do you know what's on the Isle of Bug Snacks? Snack bugs. You have all these creatures that are made of, of different foods. They have done what Horizon did with dinosaurs and robots, but they kind of took, like, horses and Kit Kats and put them together. <laughs> and, like, you have this, like, Aust- Australian... Uh, nature documentary going on it, it, it is so bizarre and if you eat the snacks you turn into the snack i don't know what's happening but i cannot wait to get my little weenie hands onto it my, this is the my, weirdest shit it's so I, bizarre my notes for this game is i'm gonna let jesse talk about this one I, but I, also weenie hands weenie hands i, I have my little weenie hands and i dropped the torch and that whole city's on fire I, I this, uh, this is so charming, and I again the the range of games that this presentation went through was a plus to show off a game like this at your at your reveal. Very, very cool, like this at the indie games and the YouTube plays. I, I have very high hopes, and then at the end you see a monster, so there could be a bit of a, a darker angle to this one. Um, I love that they showed this because it looks like a PS3 game. It's just it's yeah, very it, very basic, but it's like the one that's generated so much. Uh, it looks like a game that would come on PS1 purely like the idea. Yeah. Mm. It's very it's, like idealistically fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's generated all, all this interest. People are talking about it because it's super weird and it's just it and knows it's yeah. weird. Oh, and that song. I'm I'm that's here for next. it. I'm I'm absolutely here for it. I think it looks full of charm and it looks yeah. silly and that's what I that's what I like. And like, I like all, the fact all that it's not taking they say their name. Like Pokemon, yeah. strawberry, 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 loved it. Um, moving on to a, a another lighthearted game. The next one up was Demon Souls. Um, we're getting a full blown remake. I of believe Demon so. Souls. Yeah. Holy so, shit! These yeah. monsters are too big. They are far too yeah. large. If I was okay, it doesn't matter how brave a knight or warrior I am. If I come up across another knight at the size of a fucking skyscraper. I'm going to retire, become a baker. I'm going to be what, jealous. What's the point? No, dude, right. It's clear, right? All you need to do is become a blacksmith and then charge per cubic centimeter of like of metal that you make. Oh, shit. Make He's going to be your only customer and you're going to be rich. You're going to bankrupt the guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but hey, he's an adventurer, so he should get paid fair enough. Fair have you guys played Demon's Souls? I no. have not. It's not. It was, I, I'm scared of hard games. It was hard to get, actually. Because um, it was... 
Well, because initially when it came out, it was a very... Like, this was before Dark Souls made the Souls-like formula popular. And so it flew under the radar and mm. didn't perform all that well. I saw a side-by-side so, side of the original game with this. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a glow up. It looks this looks really pretty. Um, will I play it? No, because I can't. Because I have stupid fingers and and, and slow reaction times. I will watch a let's play of this. Maybe some bosses. Because um, yeah, it looks really pretty. Next up, we have probably the coolest looking game in the presentation. Death. Oh, you'll be my favorite. Um, Deathloop has you playing. Uh, you go through an island, and every time you die, time seems to reset. It's a real returnal sort of situation going on. Um, the way I describe it is whenever you watch a Tarantino film, it has there's, there's always a moment. I'm going to use the moment in Inglorious Bastards where they um, the narration starts up and they go over Hugo Stiglitz's story, and it's very um, kind of cult cinema. There's a word I'm looking for, um, and I completely blanked on it. Fan critical guys, can you tell me what it is, please? <laughs> um, but there's a certain style that they go for and this has it in spades mm. really fucking cool and I mean the co- even the combat looks alright looks very dishonored but I think you yeah. go through this island, island and you have to kill like a bunch of people to you break to, the, the death loop the titular yeah, death yeah. loop but you, there's you somebody to, hunting you you have to kill eight people you um, can also go into other people's games yeah so what I think is happening is so at the end you see a hunter and I've completely blanked on the name. I shouldn't have read, I should have written it down. There's a hunter. I think you can go into other people's games and play as a hunter because at the end you do say, see that you can take control of her. I think you go in and you're that hunter in the other person's game, yeah. and that would be stupid cool. Um, my only concern is that this game will live and die on the quality of the gunplay. Yep. Um, who's making it? It's uh, Arcane Leon. Thank you. Mm. So, so the the same people who made Dishonored. Yeah, and the combat in Dishonored is cool. That gunplay part of it is fine. Yep, and in this game they showed a whole lot of gunplay and not a whole lot else. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of tricksy gunplay. We flipping up your handgun, yeah. doing tricks, and you know. I mean, so that's was why I'm dubious cool. about it. There was there was a few moments of like where he you know has some special power and flips someone up into the air and then shoots him before he comes crashing down. Which yeah, cool. I'm here for that. But yeah, I feel like it it is going to live and die on the on the gunplay. It, but if you, if you could just judge a game on how cool it looks, this is a a triple A plus game. Oh, yes. super cool. I, I think Love I came out stuff. of watching this trailer as a cooler person. <laughs> um. Next up, we had Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village. And they just called it Village because they realized it has V, I, I, I in it. Very, very clever because that's 8. Get it? Get it? Don't call it Resident Evil Village because Resident Evil Village sounds like um, Animal Crossing DLC. Also, if anyone uh, listens to us, follows us on Twitter, I apologize for the image I put up of my Resident Evil slash Animal Crossing crossover. Oh, God. <laughs> Dark. It was bad. <sighs> I but, hate it. So the, the trailer is quite interesting because it um, confirms a long-standing rumor that the new Resident Evil game will have werewolves in it. Swearwolves um, in it. it. Takes all place in a 
Transylvanian-esque village. You play as Ethan from Resident Evil 7. It's a direct continuation on from Resident Evil 7. And it opens up with the line uh, along the lines of, it's the end of his story. Now, is it Ethan's story or is it Chris Redfield? There seems to be like yeah. some sort of evil uh, Chris yeah. Redfield at the end who flat up, over the top, kills Ethan's wife. That could be a... Um, uh, like a hallucination. Apparently, this, can, this game can play with hallucination a fair bit. Uh, I have mixed thoughts on this game. Yeah, on this trailer. So sorry, I, my my biggest complaint actually was the video itself was incredibly quiet. It was so quiet, comparatively speaking. I guess I just noticed that. I think graphically, mm. this this had moments. It had moments to look fine. Like there was an old man. His facial animations were maybe a little bit over the top, but looked good. Like they looked fine. When you walk into, there's like a big room, like a ballroom or something like that, or like an entrance way, and there's this chandelier. It looks incredible there. Mm-hmm. But other times? Ooh. Yeah, some like the forest that you walk, walk through and yeah. in a game in a village, like a foggy village, there's going to be a lot of forest. The forest looked rough, really flat textures. Yeah. Um, hair on characters look really flat. And that's going to be a real big issue when your main enemy is a fucking werewolf. Yeah. One of their biggest things is their hair. I went um, to look up more mm. details about this game because looking at it, I thought like, surely this is going to be like a cross-gen game and that would explain why it's so sort of rough looking. But no, mm. it's not. It's yeah, PS5, it's Series X and PC. Dude, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's early yeah. deaths. I mean, story-wise, so, yeah. it looks, looks cool. I'm um, very attracted to the four vampire antagonist. Oh, same. I was like, hello. I was like, um, finally. <laughs> Goth babes, finally. Right. Thank you, Resident Evil. Um, exactly. It's what, what I've been asking for this entire time. Haven't had a crush on a Resident Evil character like this since Leon Kennedy. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, it look. It looks fine. I I love that they're changing up from your basic zombies. A lot of people aren't happy, and they think that werewolves. And I mean, if the werewolf rumor is true, maybe the ghost rumor is true as well. A lot of people are saying that these aren't Resident Evil. I'm like, they are. Resident Evil isn't just zombies. We've had some weird shit. We had a big fish. We had a giant. Like, yeah. God damn. Be, do whatever you want. Just be like, oh, it's it's the the W virus, and it just makes you real hairy, and you you fuse with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Roll with that. Like FMA. Ah. <laughs> uh. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't do that. Next game was Pragmata. Um. Don't really know what to make of this game. It was a bit of an odd one to be the second last game on uh, on show. Well, you are some sort of like yeah, another spacesuit person, very reminiscent of the Ludens spacesuit from the Kojima games. I thought it was that for a moment, uh, but it doesn't have the same helmet part. Yeah, you're, you're in some sort of like mech spacesuit. Look cool. You find a little girl. There is a hologram cat. My biggest complaint about this trailer is why would if you if a hologram cat, why would you make it have insides? Like, you can see it's skeletons and it's guts. Make the outside, the hologram. Well, save, save the money. Yeah. Then a, a satellite comes down and gravity starts fucking up and you save this little girl and then you shoot some... You use, like, Vine Whip or something like that on this satellite and you yeah, avoid and she, it and you land on the moon and then you look at... What the fuck is happening? Right. Yeah. Um. My, my notes are another spacesuit person, hologram cat, satellite that then breaks gravity... And Scandinavian robot girl. Well, I mean, if we're going ba- to base this on previous um, trailers where we've had 
weird robotic spacesuits, little girls, gravity being fucked with, just space bizarreness, tentacles and stuff like that. Um, this will be a delivery game uh, about rejoining <laughs> America. <laughs> We've had this trailer before. So, I like uh, this trailer because it doesn't explain anything and we are just free to come up with crazy ideas as to what could be what. I really enjoyed it. Thought yeah, with with that in mind, I think that like you know it's achieved that, and it's got people talking about it because everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Um, but I don't know the the thing that bugs me the most is a satellite comes crashing through whatever, and then gravity just stops working. I have issues with that, and then all of a sudden they're on the moon. It, it look, takes a while. I don't know to enough about science to argue the point. It it takes three months in our best rockets to get to the moon. And yet they're this there. This isn't like, real life. This wasn't a documentary. But then what's even the point of having the moon? <laughs> what's the point? It could not, maybe it's not our moon. Maybe it's Titan. Mm. I doubt it because they're clearly looking Maybe at in Earth. the future, the moon's closer. Maybe you can go there for a day trip. No, actually, Dark, the moon cool. is moving about four centimeters away from the Earth every year. Come back. <laughs> oh, everyone leaves me, even the moon. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that was sad. All right, there's soccer. Take it easy. Oh, no. It's my emo friend. Isolation grew back, and I'm getting sadder now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go listen to used after this. Um, all right, last game. This will bring me back up. Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Is it Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West? It's no, Horizon Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Thick, because that would be too long a name. Horizon Forbidden West, a sequel to one of the best PS4 games to come out. Um, has Aloy traversing what I believe will be the west coast of America. This game looks very pretty. It's very, very tropical, which is something I didn't quite expect. And it looks like there is a major focus on underwater exploration. There is a part where she is swimming underwater and you have, I think they're called Snapjaws, the Mm -hmm. robot crocodiles swimming over. And it is one of the most stunning things I've seen in the game. If the game looks that good... I'm I'm floored by how pretty this game looks. I highly doubt that the actual in-game gameplay is going to look quite there, but the cinematics likely will. And that alone is just absolutely incredible. Um, We didn't get too much from this. Okay, we know that there is a new virus of of sorts. It looks like that that red vine that's going around. Kind of looks like the... um, I watched this again last week, so it's in my head. Have you guys seen World Worlds? Oh, yeah. You know, that red vines the the aliens are putting out to terraform? Yeah. It very much looks like that's spreading across the world. Um, I think we have... We've got Silence back. Silence seems to have the Hades powers under control. So you see in the trailer, he's controlling a boar, like a big robotic boar, obviously, in this case. Um, Mm -hmm. But it looks like this red vine is corrupting both machine and animal alike. I think it could be the result of another system. Not to get too spoilery into Horizon Zero Dawn, um, it has a really cool storyline which focuses um, thematically a lot around the Greek gods. I think this one is going to take a bit of a different spin and be around the Chinese gods because you see a kind of ancient Chinese-style dragon at one point, like a hologram of it, and I think that is some more programming. So you could have these competing systems because it kind of makes sense that multiple... um, countries were sort of working on a solution or maybe certain groups working on solutions to the cataclysm and stuff like that so that could be really cool um also it looks like in the first one we had the lock what was the thunder jaw thunder jaw was the big t-rex 
mm-hmm. looks like the big go-to creature in this one is going to be an elephant that looks like a goddamn olifant mm. from the from Lord of the Rings Two Towers. There is a scene where you have there are a new tribe have mounted this thing and they've got like scaffolding on the top and they've got arches and stuff. And you have Aloy coming up against us with a bow and arrow. And it is Legolas against the Oliphant and you need to kill it. Mm-hmm. And you need to be like, and you can have Gimli in the background and be like, it still counts as one. That's going to be the best. You're going to slide down its Hell trunk as well. Yeah. Just, Fuck, yeah. How cool is that? How cool you're going to slide down its trunk and as you come off its trunk, you're going to do a triple backflip, fire the arrow perfectly in between the eyes. And then you're going to skate down the stairs on an orc's shield and then, and then jump yeah, off and, and it goes in somebody's chest. Oh, those movies are badass, man. It's, they, that, they are. Lord of the Rings... <laughs> Are the best six hours you can you can spend. Agreed. Oh, on one so movie. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm really here, excited for Horizon. Now, do we have confirmation? This is a launch title. No, I don't think so. I think the only game we really had a proper uh, launch window for was Spider Man. Yeah, because they which said will, holiday 2020, which will be when the console comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. What was your game of the show? <clears throat> Actually, sorry, uh, I, I, want, I want two games from you. I want your game of the show and one you're super intrigued to find out more about. Kina was my game of the show, I think. Good call. Yeah, that I game mean, had a lot of promise. It ticked a lot of boxes for me, and I am so here for, for, for games of that sort of charm. I'm, I love. I absolutely love it. So... Um, I am very intrigued to find out more about Solar Ash as well. Good call. Kills? Um, I think Ratchet & Clank was just something else. It was something special. So that's my game of the show. Um, but for games I, I, I want to know more about, the um, vehicle combat game, Destruction All-Stars, yep. that's probably something that I'm going to follow closely to see what happens. I think uh, I'm sort of torn between two games from my game of the show. Um, Ratchet and Clank, just because I have such an affinity for those characters and I didn't see this coming. Um, and Horizon. Horizon, on the other hand, I knew was coming. I knew something Horizon would be coming soon. I very much thought it would be coming um, in this presentation. So my hopes are very, very high for that. But Ratchet and Clank just looks so good. And knowing how good the PS4 version was, I really hope this one... Um, people give it a proper chance to. As for the games I'm most interested about, I think I would have to go with Solar Ash as well and mm. Stray and Kina. Yeah, yeah. good choice. <laughs> Just all of them. I'm really, really pumped about this. Um, how much do you reckon this box will be? <laughs> I'm still sticking with 750. I think they'll they'll make a loss on it for a while. Yeah. But I think it, it can't come close to a thousand because of how much the PS3 launch hurt. I think we're looking at seven fifty. I th- I think what's going to happen is, um, so I think they're not going to announce the price until after Microsoft announced this. Hundred percent undercut. They've so done it. Essentially, what's happened is cool. Microsoft have made their announcement. Everyone's talking about that, and then waiting for the PS5 announcement. Sony have made that announcement, and the entire conversation is focused on PS5 right now. Yeah. So to bring the conversation back to the Xbox, they're going to need to announce the price. So everyone's going to go back to looking at the Xbox, and as soon as they announce the price, Sony are going to be like, "We can do it better," and bring that conversation back. They're willing to sell it for a loss, I guarantee. Yeah. And I. 
Yeah, because they're, they're going to make it back on some of these amazing everything. games. They're going to yeah. make it back on the accessories. They're going to make it back 10 times over. What they'll be overall. doing is attempting to make back a whole lot of that money by selling the digital edition for a cheaper price. Oh, yeah. So they're going to yes. take they're going to cop a bigger loss on the digital edition so that people have to buy the games through the Sony store and then Sony gets yeah. their cut from there. I could 750 for the um the big boy, 600 for the digital. Uh, yeah, uh, 899. 899 for the big boy. How about for, for, for the digital? Mm, maybe uh 699. All right. Now, I just want a simple yes or no from um you guys. Will you begin this day one? No. Currently, not yet. I have to see um, a big old yes. Um, EB Games, you if you're listening, I have registered for that uh, pre-order, so get back to me, baby. <laughs> um, but you bring up a good um, point, Simon, and we kind of end on this one. The ball is now in Xbox, in Microsoft's court. Um, they took a pounding with this. People are really excited. Mm. Yeah, people have gripes with the um, the console, but people are talking about it. And I think the people who like yes. it don't just like it. They love it. Yes, I'm, um, I feel very much into that. A lot camp. of conversation about it. A lot of memes, but these are good memes. They're not really taking, they're not making fun of it. They're taking the piss. It, it's There's a bit of a love thing to it. Um, people are I'm adoring the games. Just absolutely adoring the games. I think the only real disappointment that people have had coming out of this was that Spider-Man Miles Morales isn't a proper Spider-Man sequel. Isn't a full-length mm. Spider-Man sequel, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we have the Xbox event in July. Um, real quickly, what do they need to do? How do they do it? They need to announce either some timed exclu- exclusives or complete console exclusives, and they need to have a very competitive price point. Or else, yep. I think... They need to have actual gameplay footage, for starters, of most of their games, <laughs> yeah. and they need to show um, their first-party exclusives. They need to show them. This is how I would do it. Phil Spence, if you're listening, you know, turn your volume up. Come on, Milk You Spencer. need to have what we're seeing be the UI. Yeah. Show us it turning yeah. on. Show us how crisp the UI is. We didn't see the full menu screen for the Sony and PlayStation always got canned for how that um, looks. Show it off. Go straight into Halo. Show us gameplay and then jump out into your menu screen and into the next game. Show us the speed of your console. How quickly is it loading new ga- these games up? Show us the technical side of things because on paper, kind of like beat for beat, the Xbox is still more powerful. Yes. Show that. Show just how powerful their console is. And show us fucking gameplay, for fuck's sake. But if you go, if they load up and they play some Halo, show us a little bit of combat, a bit of space, cool. Jump back out. Go into Forza. Cool. Play a bit of Forza. Jump back out. Show, I'm sure Xbox has other games. Jump into one of them. <laughs> show it off. <laughs> I think they, it needs to be very grounded and hands-on and practical. I think that's the way to go. Mm. But, you know, they're not going to listen to me, are they? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Wrap it up there. I'm mad now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You've gone through a lot of emotions. I'm pretty emotional. In this. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. That was a really, really fun episode. I, I am really, really hyped. I think it was like the E3. That really scratched my E3 itch. And I, oh, I was itchy. Um... If you want to listen to more of us being itchy, we're on Spotify and iTunes and all the other magical podcast platforms. Um, give us a listen, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends. You can check out all fan critical podcasts on all good podcast services. They've got that massive backlog. Um, it's a good time to get through it. 
If you want to shoot us an email, story mode video game podcast at gmail.com. You want to follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter at story mode pod. Jump into Patreon and uh, search fan critical. Took a couple bucks our way. You get your hands on a few extra episodes and also the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Hey, you. And with that, Simon, thank you. Thank you. I just want to very quickly, you couldn't make us sound less appealing by making us sound all itchy. I'm very itchy. <laughs> I'm always itchy. Get a back scratcher. Or something. Uh, it's, not, it's not my back. Oh, God. Actually, as I said, the back of my knee started itching. I feel like I'm bitten by a goddamn bug snack. Uh, Keelan, <laughs> thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. Keelan's like, oh, this is a good episode and all fucking fell apart at the end. Well, you know what? Yep. Whatever. Dead at this point, I think, for us. <laughs> thanks for listening. Enjoy your day. Be safe. Play some games, y'all. And we'll catch you next week. A little kiss for you. Bye. 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 You sound so sad at the end. Boy. <laughs>